0: Hi I'm Peter and you're listening to Defining Boundaries. Welcome back to season two. I hope that you enjoyed the past year of conversations from amazing people from around the world within our geospatial community. This year I look forward to many more conversations and I hope that you join me on my journey surveying the world one story at a time. Head over to my Patreon site if you'd like to support the show. You can make a donation towards the purchase and upgrading of equipment, website subscription and file hosting. If you'd like to join me to have a chat or you have someone in particular from the industry that you'd like to hear about, send me a message. You'll find the link in the show notes or in my bio on all social media and my website petercox.com. So if you're ready, let's go grab a drink, sit back, relax and enjoy our chat.
1: Defining Boundaries, with Peter Cox.
0: A quick shout out to my friends Pat and his team at Detect. I'm all about supporting my friends, their small businesses, and in general helping people get ahead, while I randomly won a Bunnings voucher from Detect for sharing their post on Instagram. I chatted with Pat, the owner, and suggested instead of the voucher, would it be more beneficial if we did a couple of supporting ads on the podcast? It's a win-win for both of us. So this week's episode is proudly brought to you by Ozdetect. Ozdetect is an underground utility locating and survey company based in Gregory Hills, New South Wales. They are a proud family-owned and operated company with over 20 years of combined experience. Ausdetect are specialists in all things underground utilities, and much, much more. By providing a trustworthy service and working to the highest safety standards possible, they're ensuring that their clients have peace of mind for the entire duration of their project, whether that project is large or small. At Ausdetect, Pat and his team get the job done right the first time. For your locating needs, check them out at ausdetect.com. .com.au or find the link in my show notes. Today I'm sitting down face to face with Tim Layler. Tim is the director of Locate and Map in Sydney, specializing in subsurface utility mapping. Tim is a second gen surveyor and growing up he always wanted to be a surveyor by taking after his dad, although he did spend some time as a directional driller. He has been in the industry for 15 years, beginning his career with RMS and Lean, Lackenby and Haywood. During his career, Tim has won awards for RFS Support Employer and John Holland Top Contractor. Hailing from Campbelltown, Tim is the quintessential Rev Head, stating his hobby is modified cars. Welcome, Tim. <laughs> Thanks very much, Frida. Thanks for having me. Um, I'm actually not sure if we can have this conversation with you being a Holden boy, though. Oh,
2: no. I'd not let you in the office if I knew this.
0: Because <laughs> we're a Ford family. Oh, no, that's all right. <laughs> no, I'm, it's all cars, I'm all, yeah, it? Yeah, I'm all cars.
2: I'm all cars. Yeah. It just seems at the moment I'm just all Holden, but yeah, I'm, uh, I am all cars.
0: <laughs> oh, Very funny. How many cars do you have?
2: Uh, nine Commodores, mm. 11 Hiluxes. Oh. I, don't, I don't think the Aluxes oh, count. They're work cars.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, they're work cars. That's all. I don't need that. All right, tell me what it was like growing up in Cameltown. Um, you know, Sydney, Southwest mm. pretty rough
2: at times. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, I went to good schools out there. Yep. But um, I definitely did knock around with some, you know, some guys that got up to no good in the, in the neighbourhood. But, uh, mm. you know, the, the Will Smith. <laughs> <laughs> My mum got scared. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, but... Um, I don't know, I think uh, I think that growing up like that generates a lot of really successful people and uh, I've probably known more people from out that way that have done really well for themselves yeah. than anywhere else around and, you know, um, one of the guys I went to school with and that owns one of the biggest construction surveying companies here in Sydney now, Road and Civil, Matt Jordan. Yeah, right. So, um, and... Like a lot of people around me, all have really succes- mm. successful businesses and just successful in a lot of ways, you know. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Although it was tough at times, I think it brings out the best in you.
0: Mm. Yeah. So what school did you go to?
2: I went to St. Greg's. Oh
0: no way! Yeah. So my dad went there. Did he? Yeah. My <laughs> dad did too. Second
2: generation <laughs> St. Greg's boy. Um, and then it was funny when I was at Lane Langhamy and Haywood, we had the contract. For the subdivision out the back. so oh, okay. Thousand lot subdivision and yep. out there banging in pegs of 43 degree heat and yeah. Mm. So still going now, the the Gregory Hills.
0: Yeah. So wow. Yeah. Gosh. Jeez. Okay. So your dad is a surveyor. Yeah, yeah. So is your grandfather a surveyor? No, <laughs> no. That,
2: that, that'd be a good story. Yeah. But no, yeah. no, no, unfortunately. I <laughs> well, we always say that uh, in my family, if, I, when, if or when I do have children, that uh, they only have choice of teaching or surveying. Because everyone else is a teacher in the family and then (laughs) dad's a surveyor. But no, it's um, second generation. Yeah, I guess I was drilling and it was hard, muddy work Mm -hmm. and, you know, really long hours. And sort of looked at myself at about 21 years old, 22, and went, is this what I want to do? And sort of looked around at the people around me and was like, well, probably not, to be honest. So um, one day I rang TAFE and spoke with Grant.
0: Oh, yes. Yeah.
2: And um, he said... Entries closed today, so if you oh. come in today, mm-hmm. so I'm sitting at site and I am had to make a decision there and then and uh, got on a train and got myself in there and wow. paid my entry fees and mm-hmm. uh, yeah, sort of never looked back.
0: Wow. And so did you, you did full-time or part-time?
2: I did full-time. So mm-hmm. um, I was working at Lane Lake in Haywood two days a week, mm-hmm. so studying three days, working two days. Um, and then at the very end I uh, finished up with them and that's when I got on with RMS. Mm, mm-hmm.
0: What year did you finish at TAFE? or uh, start start or finish?
2: <laughs> I finished the year that you started, I believe. So I don't think we actually crossed paths. I think it was just as you started, I think. As I started teaching. Yeah.
0: Oh, so that was 2009.
2: So yeah, I'm, I yeah. think I think okay. we're up to 15 years now. Yeah.
0: Oh god. <laughs> <laughs> making me feel old now (laughs) so yeah then went on with seven seven odd years at
2: rms six years seven years um then we had a change of government um Mm. and they cleaned everyone out and again looked around and assessed things always wanted to own my own business um i was probably a little premature then i probably wasn't at the maturity level i needed to be at Mm. my career probably wasn't where i needed to be you know i um was always just sort of scraping by Mm -hmm. Um, wasn't one that excelled but I'd like to work hard so that was always in my favor Um, and I think it was just too good opportunity you know someone's offering you money to leave I looked around and I looked around at a lot of the guys that were there they had families they had mortgages I had nothing Mm -hmm. I I didn't have any of that Mm -hmm. so it was now or never Um, as I said probably a little too early but I took the plunge and yeah
0: it's a big plunge to take.
2: It is a big plunge, especially at twenty-seven um, years old. Yeah, I know.
0: Twenty-eight years old. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. risking it all.
0: That's
2: and you know how many people said, "You're an idiot. You need to buy a house. Oh, you need to buy a house." Really? What you? Oh, so many. Everyone that I said, "Oh, you know, I'm doing this." No, yeah. No, nah, nah, you should. That's your house deposit because I, I did have a house deposit saved, uh-huh. and I had a nice car, and I mm-hmm. sold the car, and I, you know, I used my house deposit and I used the redundancy mm. money. So, you know, set one of our vehicles up is about one hundred and twenty-five, hundred thirty thousand dollars. So including the vehicle yep. um and yeah i used every cent i had
0: wow that's a big step it is a big i step, couldn't yeah. imagine my kids doing that <laughs>
2: <laughs> i just knew that i wanted more than what i had as a child yep. though. you know i had aunties and uncles that own their own business and yep. it looked like a good life mm. i don't know if it is such a good life but it, looked like <laughs> it, it, looked like, it looked like a good life
0: you've been doing it for a while now you could you could say whether it was or not.
2: <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. It's super rewarding. Yeah, you
0: yeah. Know. And um, so was TAFE enough for you? Do you think?
2: Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I honestly believe we all build on our career from there. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not that's not our final point. And the same as uni, all the boys that come out of uni come yeah. out of TAFE. You know, particularly being a full timer, I knew nothing when I. By the time I left,
0: oh, I know. Like I, kn- <laughs> I remember when I finished my my full time, and I had you know there was guys that were working, and I don't know that I actually would have passed TAFE if it wasn't for them helping and yeah. showing me how things were actually done. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, absolutely.
0: And not not to put shit on the teachers because the teachers no, back then were awesome. Oh, um,
2: Cookie Dunny, yeah, all those guys yeah. like ridiculous. Yeah. They they. Probably responsible for producing half the surveys no, in Sydney now. You know, I know. I yeah. think that those guys started when my dad went through. You know.
0: Oh, okay. You know,
2: like, and my dad's yeah. sixty-two now. Mm-hmm. You know, they've, they've been around mm. forever.
0: And I because I caught with them. them
2: I caught them <laughs> at the very back end of their career, very back end. There was, yeah yeah you did because yeah. I think um, I think Peter Cook left the year that I left.
0: Or he yeah. might have still been doing some part so, time, yeah, something yeah. like that yep. it some um, because I got to, Dunny, Cookie, Grant Ian. had left, Ian, Ian, yeah, and um,
2: that was Michael who had just left as well. I think when you came, Michael through.
0: was there. He was there, I think, for another year. Was he? Yeah. Uh, yeah.
2: Yeah. I actually sent him that job, so I had that job sent to us at RMS. And then,
0: so it's your fault, it is. Yeah,
2: <laughs> so I flicked it to him because I kind of knew that he was looking around, yeah. And I sent it to him, he went for the job and got it. Mm, that was, it. I was never one of his favorite students, so I was too much of a smart ass. And he always said, oh, <laughs> oh, If you're a smart ass, I'll be your friend. And uh, I remember, he, I could tell that he didn't overly like me. And I, I one day approached him about it, and he's like, Yeah, but you're a smart ass in a different way, you do it in a cutting way.
0: <laughs>
2: oh. <laughs> Because
0: he's got a good, smart ass sense of humour on him. (laughs) Yeah, very good. (laughs) Yep. Oh, too funny. Uh, Graham Hissy. Oh yeah, yeah. Graham Hissy. How could I forget Graham? So
2: Graham was still head teacher. I think joint head teacher for my first year at TAFE. And but I don't think he was on class a lot. So Mm. or we definitely didn't have him. Maybe because we were the first year class. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, so I think he left pretty well as we as I started on anyway. Yeah. Or did you? He was there when I was there. Was he? yeah?
0: Yeah. But he um he was because he was head teacher when I rang him and said yeah what yeah. do I need to do to be a teacher yeah, sort right. of thing yep um and then he said send your resume in and then it was the phone call yeah nice you want some work <laughs> okay yes thank you yeah uh, yeah then he went and did part time and stuff yeah that, yeah so, yeah
2: yeah it's funny like we were talking before that, you know, I would have heard your name because I've had a lot of boys go through the TAFE systems. I would have heard your name a thousand times before I I met you. You know, we only met recently. It's a bit of a concern. (laughs) 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 Always positive, always positive.
0: good. So I've done something right. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Oh, thanks. (laughs) Thanks, guys and girls out there that talk about me nicely. (laughs) I'm sure there's a few that might not. (laughs) There's always got to be one or two, doesn't there? Oh, dear. Okay, so... When you started your business, let's go back to you, not me. Yeah, right. Um, when you started your business, yep. Because you're surveying and you're more locating. Yep. Did you start as the locating?
2: No, no, no. So we started locate survey. So that that yeah. I feel like that's a little bit that's different about our business model. Every locator is a surveyor. Every surveyor is a locator at yeah, Locator Okay. So you have, and like I'll, I'll take either on. Yep. But you have to be willing to learn the other.
0: Yeah. That's awesome.
2: Yeah. You know, you know, I, you know how I kind of stole that off a little bit, Paul Forbes, locators. Uh, yeah, so yeah. Paul was always the head contractor for when we were yep. at, when I was at RMS. Mm-hmm. He did a lot of the work there, and you know, I looked at what worked and you know mm. who was spoken highly of, and it was locators. They were the industry leaders. Yeah, okay. So why not try and base your little business yep. around them? Mm. I remember when I started, I went and spoke to him and I said, oh, you know, do you want a subby?" And he's <laughs> like, no, nah, we don't, we don't work that way. I said, no, nah, that's fine. You know? Yeah. And then two or three years later, hey, do you want to come and subby for us? <laughs> <laughs> You've
1: proven your work. <laughs> yeah. Must have. Must have.
0: <laughs> did, um, did, so when you were at RMS, had you done the locating stuff? Yeah, yeah. There? So I was on yeah. Gordon Bell's group. Yeah, so okay. Gordon
2: Bell uh, looks after a, a locate survey unit over mm-hmm. there mm-hmm. and yeah. Gordon was like a second dad for me. Like uh, I really feel like I wouldn't be here where I'm at without sort of working under Gordon and, yeah. you know. It's, it's a shame because I do subcontract to those guys. Um, I don't feel like I can actually have that friendship with them. I feel like you mix too much oh, business with pleasure. Yeah. Yep. And, you know, like I had my wedding recently and I would have loved for Gordon to be there. I would have loved to have stood him up and said, you know, thank mm-hmm. you for everything you've done, mm. not just in a business way but in a personal manner in my life. Yep. But you, where do you toe the line?
0: Yeah, it's difficult. It's isn't very it? difficult, especially when you're running a business yeah, exactly. and you're working for government agencies exactly, you and know? stuff. Yeah,
2: and you know, a lot of people get caught up in those sorts of things, and yeah. you, you don't you don't want that blurred
0: line. No, definitely not. Um, I, I gosh, I remember Gordon when I was at yeah RMS. yeah yeah. <laughs> well, look look at our paths fairly I know. similar, right? I know. both at RMS. Yeah, it's although I wasn't there as long as you. <laughs> I took the uh, the the private. The private went down work. the private yeah, sector. Went down the private sector. Well, I only had a summer job, so.
2: With RMS? Yeah. Well, they offered summer jobs only. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Wow.
0: Yep. Yeah. I finished finished Bizarre. TAFE and then got the job there and then it was just over the Christmas, you know, January kind of thing. Yep. However long it went for. Yep. And then I knew it was finishing up and Graham Worth offered me a job. And I thought, oh well, I'll take it. it was decent money yep. working on the M2 motorway, all that kind of stuff. I was just too far to travel. <laughs> I didn't last very long there. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you know, it was crazy when I was private sector. I was on like thirteen dollars an hour as a survey assistant, and mm-hmm. moved to RMS where I was on thirty an hour. Oh, Isn't really? that crazy?
0: Jeez, I, I I just started at the wrong time, I think. <laughs> I was always on really low wages. <laughs> it was crazy. I don't know. Well, not these days. Not these days, These days no.
2: the industry's gone crazy for wages.
0: Yeah, I know. I know. It's
2: Especially some of the companies that, you know, do have to pay overs. <coughs> you know, as I mm. spoke about here, we have a pretty good culture here. So, I don't really need to pay over what someone's valued. And yeah. I always try to pay what someone is va- worth. But, you know, some companies really have to spend that extra money to get the people in the door.
0: Yeah. So... Something that well, I was going to ask you about and we were going to talk about and now you've said it, let's do it. Um, culture. Yeah, culture. In, yeah. in the, the company. Because I've had a few conversations about this sort of stuff and people losing employees to other companies because they're paying more and, and, and things like that. Yep. You haven't lost many people in your no. company.
2: So, seven years we're going, seven years as of three days ago. So, the 1st oh, of first of August was our first, uh, first day of business um yeah and we've had three surveys go mm-hmm. uh one started a new career we had to let one guy go um and one moved on just to another survey firm but uh yeah and i've I honestly put that down to culture i think yeah. um we have a bunch of like-minded guys similar age group i think similar mm-hmm. age group is kind of important you know i'm the oldest guy here at 34 mm-hmm. um we have an average age of 24. wow um so I think that helps the culture, mm-hmm. you know, I think similar age guys have similar interests and yep. that sort of side of it. Um, but I I honestly believe that, you know, and I thought about this yesterday, I treat them like they're friends. I've them like they're family and, you know, mm-hmm. because to me they are. Yeah. And I, I don't think of them as employees and I hate the word when someone goes, oh, you're his boss. No, I'm not. I work mm-hmm. with him. Mm-hmm. I work with him.
0: Mm. It's interesting and to have so many how many people do you have uh,
2: 13 of us 13
0: yeah all with an average age of around the 24 yeah, is, yeah, yep. that's a pretty young demographic it is, yeah.
2: yep but as I said to you before they they're sponges yeah they they love it they you know and we give them the responsibility and we treat them with the respect that they deserve mm-hmm. and that builds culture and mm-hmm. it builds people who want to work for you yeah. And yeah, I feel like everyone here, and we've, we've been growing, so I feel like people think feel that they're a part of something. Yes. So we were a small company and we're becoming, yep. I think, in our industry, we're now probably second biggest in the industry okay. here in Sydney. Mm-hmm. And they've been a part of that. And yeah. you know, as we grow, their wage grows and yep. you know the respect that they have in the company, their knowledge grows, mm. and everyone's uplifted together.
0: Mm. I think that makes a, a massive difference rather than just being somebody who turns up to work gets their files a job. Out, they go and it's a career. Yeah. It's not a job. Yeah. I think um, the, these conversations are, are being had so so often now and I think there's a few companies that are really starting to get it. I would and, think and, so too, and yeah. understand that those things make a difference. Um, you know I've had surveyors go, Oh, I do this and I do that and then they just leave. I try and support them and I pay for them to get their education and, and then they leave and it's like, well, there's a reason. It, there's, if there's it's more, more there's, than there's one more person than that, that's yeah. doing it, that, there's yep. got to be something else. Yep. Um, and, yeah, m- you know, money plays, plays a part Yeah, in you it. can't pretend that it doesn't.
2: No. Especially, you know, look at how hard it is to live in Sydney right now.
0: Oh, so expensive. It's so
2: expensive. Yeah. And, you know, if, if we take what they say of 7% inflation, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. I think is low, Mm. You know, because housing and energy doesn't get taken into that. Yeah. Um. You know, it's it's just it's a hard time. Mm. It's a hard time to be a young guy. I think. Yep.
0: What do you think about the differences between um like the cadastral companies and the engineering companies where the pay rates are kind of oh, like hi- you
2: know I mentioned Matt before and mm-hmm. uh like I'll have I'll have my guys ring and say oh Matt's advertising for X amount on you know, LinkedIn or on Seek mm-hmm. or I'm like, yeah, but go and do the hours that his boys do and do everything that they have to do. Yeah. They they deserve that money, yeah. honestly. But yeah, I think the cadastral guys, when particularly when I worked at RMS and John Dwyer led the cadastral unit out there,
1: mm-hmm.
2: these are they're, the, they're the most highly skilled guys in our industry, you know, the registered guys. Yeah, and they I think the least. I think they sell themselves so short, yes, you know. Yes, I agree. They sell themselves so short and I don't know. I know you can't price fix, but they need to get together and uh, have a have an honest conversation.
0: It seems to be something that they they kind of talk about, but they don't talk about, and then it just stays.
2: I think. It, I don't know. Do you think it's a lot of one man bands, though? And so then all they need to really worry about is their wage. Yes. And
0: yes. But still.
2: I think Craig from SDG goes out and speaks to a lot of them and breaks it down with them and by the time, you know, they pay their tax and their super and everything, mm-hmm. these guys are taking home 80 grand a year and they're registered surveyors. And it's Which like, is ridiculous. It's crazy. I've got 25-year-old yep. guys earning more than that, yep. you know.
0: You've done your uni, you've done your time, you've got yep. your registration, yep. you've gone through your oh anywhere between your six to eight years crazy. or whatever just, just to become registered. Crazy. And, yeah, I know. I don't understand it. It's, it's just one that just every time I think about it, I just sort of kind of go, why? How yeah. how? Yeah. How does this happen? How, this how did ha- it happen? Yeah. yeah. I think there's a few things in that. Uh, I think a lot of our issues that we have these days leads back to a long time ago when they weren't allowed to advertise. They weren't allowed to talk about their And there's probably an abundance at one point.
2: There's probably plenty yeah, of them. Maybe. Whereas now that's not the case. No. You can't find them. They rent their hens teeth. Yeah.
0: You know. I know. I should have gone to uni. <laughs> 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 I didn't want that responsibility. <laughs> no, no. Um, where's your dad work?
2: Uh, he's at Cragen Roads. So Craig oh, and Roads okay. got... Uh, Lane Lackey in Haywood got bought out by and Roads mm-hmm. and dad made the move over. So, mm-hmm. um, good client of ours now too.
1: Oh, nice. So, yeah, we
2: when, uh, when did a prep. You know, we don't really advertise too much. There'd probably be a lot of people out there that don't even know who we are. Mm-hmm. We have a bit of writing on our vehicles and that's about it. Yeah. But, um, you know, we, we had little dribs and drabs and from Craig and Rhodes and I thought good opportunity to go out and actually do a presentation to them. So they got okay. their team together and um, we went out and had breakfast with them. We took our whole team and um, we just had a bit of a mingle session with mm. them. And I did like an hour and a half presentation about what we do and how we do it and how it would, how it fits into their business model and yeah, how yep. we can improve, streamline what they do. And mm-hmm. you know, cause a lot of survey firms will get us in to just do the locate but then you need a good streamlined system of how to pick up utilities, Mm -hmm. whether you're gonna drop that um, depth by attribute, whether you're gonna pick it up and add it to your pole height, whether you're gonna pick it up at surface level, all these Mm -hmm. things need to be thought about. Um, And these survey companies don't know about that. They they haven't done it enough, you know? And so we sort of just sold ourselves as we can we can pick this up and we can send it to you guys, or you know we can do a sketch, or you know we can. This is how we can streamline streamline our interface, mm-hmm. and it seems to have worked really well. So we picked a lot more work up from them.
0: From yeah, that. that's cool. Yeah, yeah, that's good. And your dad it, retiring any time soon? Uh, well, he's
2: <laughs> he's semi-retired, so okay. he um he's sort of taken a back step to being a chainman over there. So loves staying fit, banging in pegs. So he goes and does that with yeah, them right. and um,
1: okay.
2: he, you know what he loves, he gets a kick out of uh, if a surveyor needs a hand, so he'd be like, you know, surveyor will be looking at the plan and doing the calcs and <laughs> there'll be something wrong and be like, Chris, you mind having a look at this for me? And <laughs> every time without fail, I get a phone call from him, yeah, I had to, had to help the registered guy out today. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so he's just TAFE as well? He's just, yeah, 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 he was TAFE, yeah. yeah, many years yeah.
2: ago. I think he was actually the survey drafting course.
0: Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah.
2: Back then, yeah, right. So, but he was um, worked for Town Council for mm-hmm. about fifteen years, and then um, I got him the job over at Lane Lake and you know, I worked there first, and then he got no, over. yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> too funny. Yeah, that's so, funny. Where was he before that?
2: Um, before council, I don't even really know.
0: He probably maybe started there.
2: That was that was a long time ago. I was I was just a twinkle sorry? in his eye. <laughs> <laughs>
0: stop talking about how young you are
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm not I don't feel young when I'm in this office and all the no, boys
0: are here I could imagine I could imagine <laughs> so okay so with um, with what you do with the locating and stuff like that what what's some um, some of the challenges that you do kind of see um, in the, this part of the industry because you're actually probably I think the first locating person I've spoken to
2: really yes but you knew Paul right from yeah yeah yeah, yeah. um
0: but I mean on the podcast yeah right Mm. so
2: I guess the challenges that we meet is that it's the technologies we use Mm -hmm. are new new compared to sort of total stations and theodolites and all the rest of it so um I guess we run into a lack of knowledge um a lack of understanding of ground conditions why certain equipment works well in places mm-hmm. and others doesn't. And we have a real um, terminology of, hey, can you come out and just GPR? Now, GPR stands for Ground Penetrating Radar. Yep. And that's one of the tools we use. Um, but it is just a, one of the tools in the an arsenal.
1: Yeah.
2: And, you know, I, to decipher what the project manager or the engineer or the surveyor requires from us, I think, and educating them. And I think that's what we are doing when we went to Craig and Rhodes is educating mm-hmm. about how we do things and tolerances and, you know, because, um, you know, we work to AS5488, which is the yep. Australian SUI standard. Yep. And that sort of dictates how we do things, how mm-hmm. we mark up, what colours we use. And, yeah, I think I think as the industry builds and we work closer with these people, I think the education becomes better, but it's about those new clients and really educating them on what a quality level is and Mm. you know tolerances and how we obtained that mark there and you know i think that that they're the main challenges we meet at the moment but Mm. we endeavor to educate the clients and you know the longer you work with these clients the better they get
0: the more they understand the more they Mm.
2: understand and they more the more that they know what you have and what you can use to you know get an invert level or you know an accurate Mm -hmm. shot or a where you can take a pothole truck and where you can't and all those sort of pieces of information
0: the pothole truck is that the one that pushes the water into the yeah ground? yeah yeah so yeah. you dig
2: down with non non-destructive excavation yeah, yeah. so you use the um, high the gurney as such yeah um, to find the service but you've also got the truck sucking the dirt out okay so um, we use those regularly for uh, quality level a it's called that's our highest level of information within 50 mil
0: okay. So yeah, so your A level is you've actually dug a hole and you've actually we've actually found spotted where it. it. Yeah, yeah. We,
2: we, we've physically seen it and uh, we've surveyed it. Mm-hmm. Surveyed within fifty mil.
0: Mm-hmm. Only fifty mil.
2: Yeah, I think they did it for GPS. Ah, uh, I reckon. Gotcha. But I think that's a trap for young players too. If you don't know to go check on the marks and yeah. how do you know you got fifty mil?
0: Yeah. Well, is that the problem with the locating companies where they're just using GPS to pick stuff up? I and think they don't I know think there is
2: a little. Yeah, I think. I think all the little okay companies out there are striving to have survey. Mm-hmm. And, you know, as the technology gets better, I can put a GPS in someone's hand and probably have them trained in an hour. Mm. And particularly if you're going to sell the thing, right? If you're going to make 10 grand off the sale of one, you're, you're going to be able to train them real quick. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and so I think, yeah, you end up with a lot of guys running around who don't know, but I mean... We all start somewhere and I, I hope mm. that they endeavour to, you know, get better at what they do. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah,
0: well, I mean, it's funny you say that because I've had a few people contact me because of the academy oh, yeah. wanting to do some kind of surveying course so that they understand yeah, yeah. what what they need to do and how they can work with the, with the surveyors and, and have the right information to be able to work with them and, and stuff like that and understanding you uh all your gps sort of kind of stuff and and things like that so it's i feel like
2: real estate and all sorts of people would want to have some sort of knowledge wouldn't they
0: yeah i haven't had real estate not yet no no i've had the machine um control oh yeah companies yep they they want to do it i've had people with drones yep want to do it um and yeah a few others been interesting interesting conversations you know the uh,
2: the machine guidance stuff is a fairly interesting space with utilities you can now load the utilities model that we would build for them mm-hmm. into the machine guidance and have manual blockouts so that as the operator digs
1: oh
0: yeah it
2: won't actually let him encroach into the oh, area oh wow
0: yeah that's cool yeah that
2: is cool and then wow. they're talking about having like projections onto their screens in front of them and oh yeah. so you can s-
0: so you can actually yeah you see can actually you can actually the physically and, see yes,
2: You've basically got the model displaying on the screen mm-hmm. in front of them.
0: That's good technology. That is it? good technology. I mean... And
2: that's applying it in a really practical sense,
0: yeah. if you ask me. Yeah. You know. Well, ha- I mean, does that kind of relate back to... Was it a couple of days ago or something where the gas main got hit in... Where was that? Was it near the city somewhere? No, there was a where big was one
2: that? a few years back, Martin Place.
0: No, something happened a couple of days oh, ago. Oh, I didn't say it. No. Yeah. Do
2: you yeah. remember the big one in Martin Place? They hit the high-pressure gas? Yes. And it actually stepped up and over, I think, a pit or something. Okay. So the locator had located it at 700 mil here, moved on four or five metres, 700 mil there, yep, cleared the area, uh-huh. and right in the middle, they uh-huh. were jackhammering, and uh, bang, off went the high-pressure
0: gas. Ouch.
2: Evacuated the whole area. Apparently, there was a wedding on at the time oh in there. Geez. They had to evacuate the wedding. Like a big deal. Mm-hmm. Big deal.
0: Yeah, it's um. It's
2: a risky game.
0: It is. It is. But yeah, no, there was something. Okay, not long I'll ago. have to look it up. Yeah, yeah, I can't remember if it was. No oh, one's honestly, no one's knocked remember. on
2: my door or sent me an email. So uh, <laughs> fingers crossed. <laughs> so it wasn't you guys. That's no, all good. fingers all good. crossed.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, some some machine hit hit a uh, obviously. Uh, I don't know. I don't watch the news that much. I just went, oh, that's a worry. That's expensive. <laughs> that's, yeah, I was, say, that's what I was going to say, oh, that's going to cost a bit. Hey, if, we always say
2: if you, uh, if, if you dig up and you see in a white conduit a heap of uh, blue fibre that's been cut, first plane to Mexico. <laughs> get out of here. It's not worth dealing with.
0: Run. Yep. Yep. We shouldn't really say that. No, nah, we shouldn't. we don't, We don't condone that behaviour. <laughs> oh, dear. Um, so your guys that you've got um, yep. techies, yeah. Graduates. So we've got
2: one one uni guy, mm-hmm. uh, Mitch. Yep, and um, look, Mitch is incredible. Not mm-hmm. gonna not gonna lie, I do, <laughs> I do feel like there is a there is a skills gap there.
1: There
0: goes your pay. Mitch. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna <laughs> hold That's me ransom now. <laughs>
2: so Mitch looks after all our um, government work, basically. Uh-huh. Um, still, I think Mitch is all of twenty seven, but mm. he um project surveyor for us, uh, looks after like the rms stuff our trains sydney train stuff yep. Yep. um incredible with our code lists and our attributes and mm-hmm. just really switched on and just thorough mm-hmm. i think the thorough side of it is like probably a little probably what you need yeah i think i think everyone needs that mm-hmm. somewhere in the business right mm-hmm. and um you know during COVID, him and our survey manager lucas just push our r&d through the roof and i feel like that's where you know we create a gap and you you just you push that and our our system's got streamlined and we can push plans out quicker and models out quicker and more accurately and Mm -hmm. represented better and more coding and you know
0: so let's talk about coding (laughs) i know surveyors who don't code or don't or have codes but don't string and oh, all some this of the, kind of some stuff of the and stuff like, i see. really because i used to i like even way back when i used to work <laughs> um I, I set up our civil cad code system yep. so when i was doing detail surveys i was on the instrument my boss was out there picking everything up i basically could come back to the office download my data it looks and like s- it should and within, a, within an hour, I've got yeah. a plan going yeah, 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 out because all right. of my yeah. codes were set up correctly yep. with all the attributes, yep. the string lines, the yep. break lines, everything. And these days, there's still people that
2: yeah don't do it. Yeah, single point stuff. I don't get it. And you got to draw the string in when you get back to the office. Yeah. Yeah, I really don't understand that. I think that is um, you know, more traditional details of mm. houses and stuff. A utility, because a utility can go literally anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I, it would be impossible not to string them. Mm. Like you would have so many errors yeah. in your survey data. Um, it's essential. Mm. And, you know, keeping accurate strings and numbers and I think 12D helps out though. I remember back at RMS when we were using MicroStation and you had to physically know your string number. Whereas mm. now you download into 12D. I start a day's work today and then I start a day's work tomorrow and I start back at one. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. whereas in the old days... I'd bring that in, and if I used one again, it would string to one from yesterday. Yeah, okay. So, um, there's, yeah, I think everyone's systems have come probably a long way. Mm. Um, mm. But yeah, there's, and I think, I think there's, like big advancements happening at the moment. You know, yeah, making this data look better, and you know, mm. the visualization side of it. Has come a long way in piping and culverting our data, especially with utilities. So Mm -hmm. everything that we do has a pipe and a culvert, so it has a diameter or width or height. Yep. um, So that when it comes in, we click one button and it literally... It's all there. It's all there. It's not just your little single string line. Yeah. It's actually got a... And for engineers doing stormwater models and, you know, gravity-fed mains, Mm -hmm. it's essential that they know where they're going to clash with an existing utility. Yeah. Could save someone save project hundreds of thousands yeah. of dollars yeah um and then it also creates where we can target pothole so we we run our design model mm-hmm. with our existing utilities model pipe and coal with everything look at where our strings clash and go out and target pothole exactly where we think we're going to yeah. have a clash okay so that's that's how we're saving Happy these days. projects money you know yeah there's talk that uh in the utility space that on these large infrastructure projects a third of the budget. Is utilities Now, some of that can be strikes, some of mm. that can be relocations. You know, there's different areas where that mm. third of the budget comes in. But if we can get out there before these guys and target pothole and come up with a really intelligent plan of yep. where and how and why, you know, I really think that that third of mm. a whole budget can be cut down.
0: Mm. Interesting. What do you think about the... Database of having everybody put all of their information oh, into a single database. I
2: love that idea. You know, I am, I'm all about sharing information mm-hmm. and, you know, I probably tell my competitors a little too much. And, you know, <laughs> you know I, talk, I talk with Paul from Locators or Jeff from Locators and, you know, I feel like it's a little secret squirrel. But, you know, I have other guys that we work with that we have subcontract to us and, you know, I'm, I'm an open book. Come, mm. and, come and we'll chat, you know, we'll, mm-hmm. I'll show you how we got to where we are um but yeah i would love to be able to all the plans that we have all the data that we have be able to upload that into a system a bit like dial before you dig yep and for that to be a free service i think everything we do is almost four dimensional in that it's time and date stamped right yep and it becomes a little irrelevant after a certain amount of time Mm -hmm. you know same as your dial before you digs they're valid for 30 days I think what we would upload, we would upload after 30 days because it then doesn't have any Uh, overvalue to us anymore because you have to go back out there and verify it anyway. But at least it's a good start point for a little guy who wants to dig a trench with his excavator, right? Yeah. Like there's this data that sits in our computer that's been paid for by the state government or by the utility owner or by whoever we work for Mm. and it just sits in a database somewhere and no one ever looks at it again.
0: People
2: don't want to share, though. No, no one. No one wants the responsibility. No yeah, it's all about probably, responsibility. Yeah. That's all it is. Yeah. You know? Who, if someone then hits something that wasn't marked on the plan, who's liable? Mm. You know, and I think it's that chain of responsibility. But I think, you know, I th- we've been building this chain of responsibility for so long. You can't just say that it. Oh, it doesn't apply in this instance, but there has to be some. Somewhere where we can share this and say, hey, this -hmm. is the best that we can do, but you still have your own.
0: But you still have to go and do Yeah, you still have to do all your own checks and and balances, but here's
2: a start point for you. Yeah. You know, this this job, this locate job was worth a hundred grand. Why not have it? Mm. Why not have it after it's been done, you know? Mm. I don't know. I can't see the common sense in not sharing that information.
0: Yeah. Oh, I wonder if it will eventually happen. The big
2: one for us is we'll work for a government entity on a roads project. Mm. And then I think the Western Sydney area is are a prime example for this. And, um, you know, you've got Western Sydney Airport going on mm-hmm. out there. The infrastructure work that's happening I out mean, there is massive. It's crazy. Yeah. So, you know, you look at the size of Parramatta right now, mm-hmm. in 10 years, that Western Sydney area is going to mm. have twice as many people as Parramatta in it, right? At the moment, it is literally cow paddocks. There are still cows out there grazing, you know. And uh, we're doing a lot of work out there and we'll do a job for a roads project. And then, (laughs) probably shouldn't say this, but (laughs) we got contracted by another government entity a week later to start that same stretch of road again. I said, we've got the data. I can't give you the data, but how about you speak to this person? Yeah. Put them in contact. No, no, no. We have a chain of responsibility. We need to do it. Not for them. We need to. My marks were still on the ground. The spray paint that I'd put on the ground. Wow. The model was still I under mean, 30 days old. Like surely common sense has to come in It's That's somewhere. just
0: crazy, isn't it? Crazy. Wow.
2: Crazy. Oh,
0: that's the government for you. Isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. No one listens nah, to nah, this nah. podcast. No one, no one anyway. from
2: the government no. anyway,
0: right? <laughs> <laughs> A lot of them probably sit there and say the same thing. <laughs> Ah, You know, I think that their
2: their hands are tied. Yeah, yeah, I know. know. They have a procedure and they have to follow it.
0: Mm. Mm. Do you do mainly stuff in Sydney?
2: Yeah, yeah, we do. I think um, the labour market's sort of hard enough everywhere and, Mm -hmm. you know, there's guys that specialise in their areas. Like I I heard of a surveyor out like Orange or Bathurst one time Mm. and he'd set up his own network. Mm-hmm. and basically it was better than state network out there. <laughs> <laughs> and so like no one could beat him on price because he just had control through the whole yep. the whole town
0: smart yeah that's smart <laughs> yeah, i
2: think we'll, i think leave those areas to the guys that are out there
0: yeah mm, fair enough um i wanted to just touch on your awards oh yeah yeah um one of them was the rfs yeah award yeah. tell yeah. me about that
2: oh so um Mitch, that we mentioned before, Mm -hmm. uh, is a volunteer RFS. And um, yeah, I think when he first started here, he'd come from companies where they didn't want him to have time off. And, Mm. you know, it was something that I encouraged. Because I know that if, you know, my family live out at Appen, rural area in Sydney, Mm. um, if a fire was lapping on their doorstep, I'd want someone there fighting it. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I think what they do is admirable. I think they give up their time. They put their safety... Like yeah. to other people's safety other in front of their safer- own. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, you know, for me, supporting him was, I didn't want to be out there doing it myself, so <laughs> why not support the people that, you yeah. know, look after us. So, yeah, we donated to their firehouse mm-hmm. um, and, you know, we gave time of locator maps. Map. Sometimes Mitch, you know, would take holidays. Other times it would be locator Map's time. And mm-hmm. um, I think Mitch nominated us for Supportive. And mm-hmm. yeah, we ended up winning the award. So yeah, we went into their cool. headquarters at Homebush and there was a big presentation. Nice. And yeah, no, it was great. Yeah. It was a really nice feeling. Yeah. Especially for a young company at the time. <coughs> yeah. That was 2019. Mm-hmm. You know, we we're a very young company mm. and, you know, it was, it was nice to be recognised.
0: Yeah. Um, it goes, goes back to um, giving back to your community, doesn't it? Absolutely. As, a, Absolutely. as a surveyor, as a company, all that kind of stuff. Yep. Um, yep. Supporting your employees.
2: Absolutely, yeah. and it comes back to culture, what we spoke yeah. about earlier. Yeah, you know
0: exactly. What um, what station?
2: Uh, I always get this. <laughs> I always get this wrong, but it's uh <laughs> northwest. It's out near Dural. Oh, okay. Yeah, so
0: yeah, It's right.
2: in that area, Castle Hill, Dural way. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, okay. And what was the other one that you got?
2: Uh, so so was John
0: Holland. Oh, uh, yes, John Holland. Yeah, mm. so
2: well, that was on a uh, project of ours, Botany Rail.
1: Hmm.
2: Um. And, yeah, we sort of just went in there at a really early stage and mm-hmm. um, really went over and above basically with modelling, um, data management. Mm-hmm. So we took a lot of data from Gateway Project that's happening in around Sydney Airport at the moment. Yep. Um, then we took the existing data that they had for the rail, uh, some data that we had gone and picked up mm-hmm. and combined it all Um, rationalised it all, basically bought it into a standardised format. And you're talking a big model, you're talking 600,000 base points in the model. Um, Trying to basically save the project money from not potholing. You know, potholing is expensive. You can Mm -hmm. be looking, if you've got a traffic control crew, survey crew and a VAC truck, you can be looking at about 10 grand a day. Yeah, okay. Um, And basically we were trying to use the data that was there to create this model and to Better the model, and yeah, I think the boys just did an incredible job, mm-hmm. and I think John Holland were blown away by it, and yeah, I, it was the first award on that project, and we oh got handed it. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, congratulations yeah. on oh, that. Thank you.
0: What um w- when it, do all of the guys do CAD work?
2: Yeah, so you you start the job, mm-hmm. you deliver the job. Okay. No one nice. else gets involved. Um, well, you know, you'll have an assistant, or yeah. you know, f- yeah other crews are available, but um, I think that streamline start to finish end to end mm-hmm. um, really keeps the accountability strong. You know, you can't blame a draftee.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: You can't blame another locator. Yep. So a lot of companies will have a locator, then they'll have a surveyor, yep. then they'll have a draftsman. Yep. And I just think it's too easy for that chain to break down at mm-hmm. one of the links. Mm-hmm. So I think that ours, the guy's the locator, is the surveyor, is the draftsman. Yeah. And, you know, he delivers the project too. I don't I don't send it off to the client. I'll check it and I'll send it back to him and he'll make the changes that are relevant and mm-hmm. then he deals with the client. So then you've got the project management nice. involved as well.
0: That's awesome. Yeah.
2: And I think those young guys, again, they really...
0: You're giving them the responsibility. Absolutely. Mm-hmm.
2: And you're handing something over that is direct representation of what you've just done. Yeah. It's not me handing it over. Yeah. So then he doesn't come back to me. He comes back to you and says, hey, what was this? Mm. And that, that guy then knows when he's back out in the field next time, hey, I need to do this differently.
0: Yeah. You know, learning.
2: I don't think there's any, yeah, yeah, it's a mm. great learning mm-hmm. procedure for them. But you gotta, you got to have the faith in that the guys you've got are the right guys for the job. Because there's a lot of, yeah. th- along those True. steps, you're dragging young fellas out of their comfort zone somewhere there. Mm. So they might not be confident in dealing with a client. You know mm-hmm. you, you have to be there and you have to support them or they might not be confident in working near the road or yeah. you know, there's there's yeah. many different yeah or doing the night shifts their the mental health might suffer doing night shift mm. you know so there's there's a lot of ways that you have to support it's not like I just send them out there and just go oh yeah do it it's mm. you know support from every angle but
1: yeah
0: big total responsibility. I was gonna say it's it's a big thing being an employer, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah, <laughs> but
2: I, I honestly believe I treat them the way that A. Gordon treated me, yeah. and the way that I would want to be treated.
0: Yeah, I think that is the biggest thing that some people kind of forget. That yeah, you know, I, I've always, I've always be, walked along those lines as well. Of you know, I treat people the way I'd like to be Absolutely. treated. Um, taught my 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 kids that as well, yeah. and. I have everybody saying, you know, always commenting on how lovely my boys are yeah, and how right. helpful they are yep. and how they, you know, they'll they'll see them across the street and they'll walk across and yep. actually say hello and things yep. like that. And it's like, you know, that's the...
2: Common decency. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, the way that you would want them to walk over to you or yeah, someone else. And yeah, yeah. They're a representation of you too, right? Yeah, like yeah, you, exactly. And I think th- that about the boys here. Yeah. You know, if I heard that one of them was being rude, uh, I'm... I'm insulted yes. because you know you weren't speaking to me, but you were speaking on my behalf. Yeah, yeah, know, exactly. As a representative, mm. and the same as you
0: with your boys. Mm. Yeah, that's so true. So true. Um, okay, where to next? Um, where do you see the profession changing over the next ten years? What can uh, you see happening?
2: I think uh, you know we spoke briefly on the registered guys and. Uh, yep the cadastral side, I think, mm-hmm. uh, I think that, that will have a shake up. I oh, think, think, yeah, I do. I think, mm-hmm. uh, you know, we have more retiring than we do coming yeah. through the system and, you know, you've got guys like Mitch say here that come through uni mm-hmm. and don't have that desire to go and get registered. Right. He, he loves it here, yep. you know, and I think we can offer a lot more than say what one of those small mm-hmm. cadastral firms could, yep. um, be it the responsibility, be it the diversified workload, um, running his own projects, all that sort of stuff. I just think that as the registered guys become more and more sparse or as they get younger, Mm because the older guys retire, I think there'll be a shake-up there. And I I don't know where they move to, but, you know, it's been floated in this office. The guys have spoken about it. If you have a certain amount of years of industry knowledge Mm -hmm. in that field, you know, I I wouldn't want to go and do a boundary now. I wouldn't know where to start. Yeah, yeah. you know, if there's a guy that's been working for 10 years in that industry and he does boundaries every single day and has a registered surveyor check it and sign so off on it, I think that guy should be able to do boundary
0: work. Mm. It's interesting, these conversations. <laughs> oh, I love <laughs> these there, conversations. There would be so many guys swearing <laughs> right <laughs> now, know, listening. I know, I like, know. But, but that's,
2: that's, that's what I...
0: <clears throat> it's But it's so... You kind of go, okay, something, what is going to happen? Because... Something has to give, right? Something has to give. And I know, like, some of my mates who are techies, and I'm not saying just techies because I always say just techies (laughs) and I always pull myself up on it, that are techies that can do the whole thing. I mean, I know back when I was working um, with a private surveyor, with Jack, that there was Jack and I. And he taught me absolutely everything, yep. like occupations, everything, yep. um, that I could go and do that. Yep. I don't think I could do it now. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but, but yeah, and there's these guys that that are doing that sort of stuff and know how to do it and do all the checks and all that kind of stuff and it's like, hmm.
1: Yeah,
2: at some point. What's
0: going to, yeah. At some point. Yeah.
2: Because there's just not enough to go around. No. And I would hate to see you know the legal side of what they do and that to go to say a conveyancer or to if we lost that imagine that that's a travesty for the industry yeah and i just think that they need to do something to own what they do Mm -hmm. and you know encourage young guys to get there and i know Mm. like people like yourself get out there to a lot of these uh days to get kids into Mm. this stuff Mm. but if you walked into our office and you know we spoke about the boy's going down to the local brewery yes. on a Friday and the, the music's <laughs> pumping in here. and I'm know. coming over on a Friday. <laughs> <laughs> You're a day early. <laughs> oh, goddammit. <laughs> and uh, if they walked in there or if they walked into a stale old office with yep. a bunch of plans out and, you know, mm. just getting told to keep it down, you know, I know I know where I'd rather be. Yeah, for sure. And, yeah, I do think something has to change and we, we want to own – we want c- to continue to own that industry. Yep. We don't want to lose it to – so real true. estate agents or to lawyers. So I think there needs yeah. to be a bit of a shake up there. Mm. But I think the tech, the tech is where, you know, the the drones and the, you know, the other side of it.
0: That's, I mean, that's so massive. Massive. But how, how do you get people, oh, I don't know, because there's such a a big gap between the cadastral side and all of the technology as there well there is there is i mean you talk about but they're about both essential aren't they they are essential they they're extremely essential but you talk about um, you talk about oh god i've just had a massive mind blank <laughs> oh, i've lost it so I
2: don't know where I where, <laughs> where i see where i see us going like what 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 i would like to implement in the near future would be full 3D laser scanned drainage models because we can actually access we have access points and pits and things where we can and at the moment we have CCTV uh, that we utilize Mm -hmm. but I would like to strap a 3D scanner and deliver a full three-dimensional drainage model to our clients and look whether that's Whether that's relevant to most of our clients, probably not. They don't need that level of depth and, you know, but I feel like 10 years ago. So, putting
0: a scanner through the pits.
2: Yeah, so we have robotic CCTV at the moment. So, we go through and we do condition reports and we trace that with a sonde on it at the moment Uh and mark it on Mm -hmm. the surface and survey it with a depth. But the way I see it moving and what I want to implement would be sending it into the drains with a scanner and driving that. It looks like essentially a remote control car yeah. with a cord yeah. on it, um, with a scanner on it, scanning these mm. subsurface drainage networks, and delivering it in a point cloud data. And mm. you know, pot, you know, at the moment we stand up the top and we measure a pipe size, and we don't know if there's a collar on it, and you know, you can easily make a mistake. Yep. You send a camera down there with a scanner on it. There's no mistake on the size of the pipe, is there? No. And you know, for I think for large government entities, that that would be a no-brainer to move towards that mm. you know you think about it now and you go oh, it's overkill but 10 years ago if you talked about oh, 15 years ago if you <laughs> talked about you know the mobile laser scanners that we're using today yep. everyone would say it was overkill back then too mm-hmm so, so true
0: so true um, kids get talking about the kids and stuff like that yep how how do you think is is a way that we can get more people into the industry
2: I think awareness. I still don't think a lot of people know what we do. And I think Mm -hmm. we might scare kids off. I wasn't particularly gifted at maths at the time. We go in and we talk about that you have to have a strong maths background, you know. And I think we probably scare some kids off with that. Bring, talk about the tech. Don't talk about the maths, talk about the tech. Yeah. And get those kids who are interested in the technology side of things, the kids that want to do coding and, you know, all these other things. And know look at how streamlined our systems are because of the kids that were into the tech and mm-hmm. the guys that are into the CAD here and mm-hmm. you know the stuff that you know that we might ring EXDS and ask for a 12 D solution and there isn't one so the boys will write their own solution yeah you know? okay. Um, you talk about that at a at a career's yeah, day yeah. Yeah. instead of oh you need to know Pythagoras and <laughs> you know <laughs> Well, make it less <laughs> crusty let's make it less crusty tell,
0: tell me how what were you Fly like at ma- well, oh yeah i know what were you like at math
2: um i dropped senior math i dropped senior maths i honestly <laughs> did i thought what am i going to use this for you know i didn't yep. even do it in year 11 and 12 at school yeah um and that was grant's <laughs> biggest query when i went to yeah. the first day is that oh you're not going to get through this you know and we look let's be honest surveying has huge dropout rates mm. huge mm. You know, I don't know what it was like when you were there, but I reckon we lost two-thirds of our cl- first class. We started with two full classes for the full-time yep. group, and by the end of it, we were struggling to make one class up.
0: Yeah, right. Yeah, I'm just trying to think. We probably – when I was at Ultimo, yeah, we started with three classes. Yeah. And then we would go down to two, and sometimes it was a one and a half. Yeah, so, so yeah, so you know, fifty percent dropout. Yeah.
2: And I know that uh, for the uni course too, the, I've spoken to old school surveyors, and they say, oh yeah, you get told on the first day, look to your left, look to your right. Those two people won't be there if you're still <laughs> here, you know.
0: Which is pretty sad, isn't it? It is. It but is. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree with don't don't push the mass thing the whole whole time. I I'm not that good at mass. I think uh, I don't I think, like mass. I think
2: if you I think if you <laughs> bright enough you'll you'll push through the months you yeah know? and if you want it bad enough i think all of this stuff comes down to how badly do you want it
0: yeah yeah and there's tools and resources to help you get by absolutely that's the biggest thing and i particularly think particularly
2: now you can jump online you
0: know? <gasps> how good is google <laughs> well, i was watching you look at the
2: tutorial how to get this microphone yes. working before you know like there's nothing you can't find there if you if, if you want to find it
0: yeah yeah exactly so, yeah, and I reckon get, I get the kids it. involved in the tech. <laughs> I couldn't <The> find <laughs> it. <laughs> <laughs> I, bet, I bet your son's good. Uh Yeah, probably. Yeah. Oh, he knows how to uh, Google and find the cheapest of whatever he's trying to buy. He's oh, yeah. good at that. <laughs> I'm good at
2: finding cars. That's my gift.
0: Yeah, well, that's, that's probably my husband as well.
2: That only helps me spend money though, mm-hmm. not make it.
0: Yeah. No, although, well... Oh, yeah, the old, the crusty old
2: cars are worth a bit now. Yeah,
0: I was going to say, it depends what you buy. Yep, absolutely. depends what you buy. Absolutely. I mean, I know when um, I had an eBay account, oh, yeah. you know, when you used to have to dial up oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> your phone, your yep. internet yep. and everything, yep. and my husband's brother said, oh, you should have a look at eBay, it's really cool. So, he jumps on, finds a motorbike, buys Boy, it. Yeah.
1: Done. no looking no yeah. nothing
0: yeah. i'm just like are you serious <laughs> and <laughs> no, it's everything's been bought online going ever since <laughs> yeah.
2: everything's born days. i know i
0: know all right do you regret your decision to become a surveyor
2: no never we talk about it here and we we say the worst day as a surveyor is a seven and there's people in professions that every day is a three and mm. our worst day you know some of the boys will open a sewer manhole and have to take an invert Ugh. and that that's Yuck. that's their seven right <laughs> but there's, there's for every one of those guys there's someone that's a carpenter that's on his hands and knees all day long kicking carpet to the side or laying brick or mm-hmm. you know and i just think our worst days are seven yeah. and you know we might be out in the rain some days or you know but no never all never the freezing cold or oh. <laughs> so, the stinking hot. <laughs> yeah. Yep.
0: but yeah no i know exactly what you mean um y- you look at yeah you your carpet layers, your bricklayers, your carpenters, all like, that kind of stuff. I mean, what
2: is their brain doing the whole time? We're constantly problem solving. Mm. So I feel like you I don't have time to let my brain wander off too far and these <laughs> guys, you know, when they know their skill inside out and back to front, I just I don't
0: know yeah, I don't, I don't know. know where the problems come. I don't know. But then they Do yes.
2: you ever do you ever regret it? No. No.
0: No. You've seen me on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> you love it. <laughs> I love it. Even though I'm not actually working, working. It's, yep. you know, in, in everything that I've done. Did and you every- like the field
2: work though? Like, I would loved you- it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I loved yep. it.
0: Yep. Um, You know, even when I was at Cardno, and I was in charge of allocating everybody to the yep. jobs. Yep. And we go, oh, I'd like to do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, there's, yeah. No one, there's, no, one, yeah. there's no one else that, oh, I'll have to help, I'll you know, I'll have to yep. go and help Mitch with that or I'll have to go and help Blake with that kind yep. of thing. Um, you know, there was no one else at that time. And yep. I'm like, oh, beauty. Well, yeah, I'll yeah, put yeah. that person over there and I'll go and help so-and-so yep. so that I could get out there and yeah, awesome. play. I got to play with scanners. Absolutely. And I did Um. Uh, sonar, yep. GPS sonar. Mind you and I don't know if I've said this on here before, I'd never used GPS what? until a couple of years ago when yeah. I started at Cardno. Really? Really. Yep. We uh... are... <laughs> I knew about it. I knew how it worked. Um, I never really taught it at TAFE. Yeah, yeah, yeah Um yeah. And because they just always... There was always something going yeah, wrong yeah. with them. Yeah. So I just went, ugh, don't even want to be near them. Yep. Um, yeah, so it wasn't until I actually use gps was when i went to cardinal awesome. i was like all right show me and what how i need to they? do i oh, know they're
2: so cool uh, i was out at a golf course pot oiling some services before coming here and you know there's tree cover everywhere mm-hmm. and, like five years ago even you would not have had a hope in hell yeah you know we bought these brand new r12 trimble yep. gps's Yep, just ridiculous mm-hmm. insane
0: i know and the tilt and all that the kind tilt, of yep, stuff yeah tilt like, sensors in the them
2: and Keeps telling me I'm not calibrated, but I don't need to use the tilt sensor.
1: So, <laughs> go away. <laughs> Too many warnings. That's the old man. See, look, see even on. I'm getting old. Even I'm getting old.
0: <laughs> so, uh, is is your company a Trimble or a Leica? Nah, Trimble. Trimble? Yeah.
2: I, I see some utility companies running around with Leicas, but there's 99% of us are, are Trimble in utilities. huh. So, all, all the big guys are, are Trimble.
0: Okay. What's the difference? Uh...
2: I think the attributes and the mm-hmm. uh manipulation of the attributes and the code lists I think just lends slightly better. Okay. But that's just my personal yep. opinion. I'm I'm not an expert on the Leica stuff, so I wouldn't really know.
0: No, well that's I don't think I've ever used Trimble. Maybe no, I've used Trimble. Oh, okay, you're Trimble. Not Leica. Yeah, right. So um we kinda had an office half and half. Yep. Depending on
2: Oh mate, everyone's diehard too. I know. I? <laughs> do you know? Do you know what I do you know what I like about the Trimble stuff? And um, it's just it's Windows based, so yep. these kids that have been using phones and tablets and everything <laughs> mm-hmm. like literally two days, and they're completely up to speed on how to use the instrument. Yeah, right. You know, doesn't mean they know what's going on in the background. Yep. but they know the menus. Yeah, and super quick to train them up on on mm-hmm. that stuff.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, no, I, I think I started with, oh, I main, mainly worked with Topcon.
2: Yeah. Yeah, when I first started, it was yep. Topcon as well. Yeah, yep. yep.
0: that that's that's probably, and so CivilCAD was it for yeah, me. Yeah, yep. <laughs> Same. <laughs> Draw everything up in CivilCAD yep. and then take it over to AutoCAD to put what, it in a That's what TAFE taught as well when, yeah. I, when I was there. Yeah. Well, I think we were the first year, Ian Sheeran taught it, and I think we were the first year oh, really? to use CivilCAD when I went through Oh, it. Wow instead or maybe of hand the sec- drafting yeah well we did hand drafting as well but yep. then we did the computers yeah, yeah so maybe yeah. in in second year we might have did the computers
2: well it's funny i think we were the first year that went through that they ran some 12d stuff and it was only really yeah, okay um volume calcs and stuff mm-hmm. but it was like the introduction and you know now if you're in the sort of infrastructure sec- sector you yeah you can't really use anything else
0: i know I keep saying I need to learn how to use it. It's not intuitive. There's <laughs> three know. or four ways to do absolutely <laughs> I, everything. I sat in the back of a one of the engineering classes um, through ACS. Oh yeah. And I thought oh, I'll, Jump I'll, I'll on. have a go. Yeah, I'll yeah. learn a little bit. And in the end, I went, I'm done. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I yeah. my computer yeah, and went back the to The laptop screen goes down. And <laughs> I'm like, oh, I'll just go back to writing resources and doing other stuff. <laughs> I, I can
2: get by, but yeah, we've got some guys here that are freaks on it, really. Yeah, yeah. Unbelievable.
0: Yeah. I've got a friend of mine, Adam, who works He works for XDS. Oh I'm yeah. um, like, you need to teach me. And he's going, what do you need to know for? And I went, I'm just like, <laughs> yeah, I think I need to know. It's one of those
2: ones though, that if you're not using it, you just lose it. <laughs> no, I know. Especially at our age, Peter. Oh, See what you oh See thank what you. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> kind of you.
0: <laughs> so nice. <laughs> if you could change one thing about the surveying industry, what would it be?
2: If you asked me this a couple of years ago, I would have said the money, but I think the money's come a long way. Mm-hmm. I think we've seen the skill shortage and uh, infrastructure boom here in Sydney. Mm-hmm. And I definitely think the money has increased and, you know, I maybe then the... Uh, to blame the surveyor by engineers. If we could change <laughs> that, that would probably be the Yeah. yeah.
0: And that's worldwide. Uh, but <laughs> we, we have
2: we have the data recorded, guys. I know. We can prove that we weren't wrong. I know. You know I know. Don't that point that the one. finger. I don't like that point with the finger. Yeah. 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 And you know, you I think in construction with set out, there's times where you're lined up in front of, you know, project manager and it's mm-hmm. prove it because someone's losing their job over this. Yeah. And everyone's pointing at the surveyor. And all of a sudden you can... Why does
0: it always end up pointing to the surveyor? Oh. It's weird.
2: I feel like because a lot of the time we're not entrenched in the project team. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, you, okay. might, you might get called in two days a week to mm-hmm. go to that site. Mm-hmm. So you're not there with them and they, they form a yeah. a bond yep. And that you're not necessarily a part of.
0: Mm. Hmm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. All right. Who's had... Well, uh, I'll ask it. You can say it again. Who's had the biggest impact on your career?
2: Yeah, I think Gordon. Gordon. Yeah, Gordon Bell, <laughs> definitely. Yeah,
0: yeah. He was always so lovely when I worked there. Yeah,
2: still is. I know, Adam.
0: I know. I hadn't seen him for like maybe 20 years wow. when, when we were at the um, Nolca Nolca event. Yeah, yeah. Yep.
2: Yeah, no. And, you know, like not just my career, but <clears throat> the impact that he's had on the utilities industry yes. is massive. Yeah. So working strongly with Mark Gordon and then mm-hmm. Grant Kilpatrick on AS5488, um, you know, even just... Early days with code listings and mm. things like that. That all, most of that that's implemented around the state came out of Gordon's group. Yeah, you know, mm. I think he's pretty dead. impressive. Yeah, it is really impressive. Mm. And he still fights the good fight. I don't know how he does it in government. Hey, you, oh. you just bang your head against a wall constantly. Yeah, you have a change of government, you lose your whole team. Yeah. And you know I he's know. there thirty odd years later, still just fighting the good fight. Yeah, and he's got a motto that you know the front door might not be open in government, but there's always a window left ajar somewhere.
0: <laughs> so you got to go find <laughs> that's the window. A good one.
2: <laughs> I'm just like, does it not wear you down?
0: Oh, uh, wore me down. <laughs> <laughs> I was only there six okay, years, up. and I was like, Hands all right, up. I'm done. <laughs> yep, exactly. No, I'm glad I. am glad I don't work for government anymore. That's for sure. Um, what? is the best work advice that you've been given or that you could give uh, now that you are a business owner
2: i don't know that about given you know like i think everyone has their their own take on mm-hmm. um you know, different angles and the way that they want to work and mm. you know I, I think for me like that sharing of knowledge yeah I, I love that yeah i love that amongst our own group but i also love it about you know as i said to you we've got three or four subcontractors that we work alongside and sharing that knowledge with those guys. I love doing that as well. But a single piece of advice, I don't know that mm. anything really, I could think of anything that encompasses mm. anything in business. But, um, yeah, I'm not sure.
0: How how did you go about like when you started your business, You how much business experience did you have? Zero, literally <laughs> zero.
2: And... Look, back to what we spoke about before, I think the biggest thing was treat my clients and the people around me the way that I would like to be treated. Yeah. And, you know, I'm not the brightest guy in the room in a lot of scenarios, mm. but I'll work as hard as anyone else yeah. there. And, I, mm. you know, if if I had to, you know, if I had to say something to my younger self, it would just be work hard. Just keep working hard.
0: You took my question. <laughs> <laughs> Working hard, yeah, yeah, no. gets you everywhere, doesn't it? Um,
2: There's no substitute for hard work. There no. is absolutely no substitute for hard work. So true. And, you know, a lot of, lot of bright guys, you know, they get away with being bright a lot of times. Mm. But all of a sudden a guy that's willing to work harder, that's just as intelligent, yeah. comes up and guess what? Yeah. You're in a lot of strife. Yep, yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. Um, what is the worst thing that's happened to you working Oh,
2: there's one that comes to mind and it was that we were working for a client and their client went around them and tried to engage us. Oh. Yeah. And government was involved and uh, we actually got set up in like an industrial like workplace. They set us out to do something that was shady and they they preyed on the fact that they knew that we wanted to get something done for them Mm -hmm. and they were out there and they took photos and they then reported it back to their client and said, oh, you want to engage someone who is going to work like this. And we were doing them a favour. We didn't bill them for it. And oh, we were literally set up in a God. sting. It was marking a curbside drain. And we didn't get traffic control for one curbside yep. drain. Yep. And we just stuck a tape down got an invert and re-sprayed it. They came over and they took photos of the sprayed drain. They took photos of our guy measuring it. And yeah, they literally went back to the client and said, oh, you want to you want to go around us and engage these guys, do you?
0: wow and i
2: just remember thinking that the world was going to end when that happened yeah i could imagine like it just it was it felt like a very daunting scenario to have and it was at a very high level you know Mm. for a company Mm -hmm. of our size and how long we'd been playing for you know you're talking governments you're talking people high up in government yep and it just felt like everything was coming crashing down and it was because i tried to help
0: isn't that isn't that sad oh it is
2: sad god
0: I said, Don't help people. <laughs> oh, no. no, that's not true. Do not. <laughs> no, I'd still help that person. You know, I would yeah. honestly.
2: I, I just, you know, you just got to have a bit of caution about. It. Yeah, and it doesn't happen often. I think mm. most of the time that we try to help, it uh, is taken in good faith.
0: Yeah, yeah. What motivates you?
2: Um, my wife. Yeah. My family.
0: Yeah, and you just said you've not long got married. No, October last year. Yeah. So. Nice. um congratulations thank you mm-hmm. um, how long have you been
2: together five years six years uh-huh. i don't know exactly <laughs> <laughs> that's the add playing up all right <laughs> um it's just a number <laughs> yeah. yeah no so yeah my wife definitely mm-hmm. um we had some time apart and um like years and years ago yeah and i remember i lost the drive and the passion and, okay you know like i've brought it up with her before and she says ah oh, you work for you and i'm like no i honestly don't hey i don't work for me i don't come here for me yep. um i have enough Mm-hmm. Um, but then I would say my family and then I would say mm-hmm. the boys around me yeah these boys here like they they carry me through a lot and I would love to say that I'm there to carry them through what they need yeah. what they're going through you know yeah
0: oh that's like so can I come and work for you <laughs> <laughs> I want to work somewhere like that. no I, I do work somewhere like I remember that, we, we interviewed a, a guy
2: recently and uh, he came from one of the other big utilities companies and I'm like look I hate saying it it sounds cringe, but. I feel like we're a family. And he's like, don't say it. (laughs) But, you know, I own the company. I feel like to me, they are family. You know, it might not be reciprocated, but that's fine. That's fine. I I love them all.
0: No, that's so nice. I I like that. All right. What's your guilty pleasure? Cars, you know that.
2: (laughs) (laughs) cars i've got my own podcast yes. my own car podcast and, what's it called um it's the picnic table so our, our youtube mm-hmm. channel is picnic media so we've got nearly okay. 20, 20 subscribers oh my god really yeah, yeah, yeah. and so we get two and a half or three thousand sort of listens to our podcast nice um and, yeah, that's my guilty pleasure, you know. I yep. probably spend way too much money and way too much time on it. but um, Makes you happy. Yeah. And, like, I, I look back at when I was 18, 19, mm-hmm. I didn't go out and get a big loan like a lot of my mates for fast cars. And, mm-hmm. you know, I was grinding away at TAFE and I didn't come from a wealthy family and yep. catch the train. And, yep. You know, so I feel like I missed out. And mm. what I missed out on, I'm making up for now.
0: <laughs> <laughs> With what was it? Seven? Nine? Nine. Nine, nine, nine Commodores. God. <laughs> That's so many. Car- hey, can it I was- just
2: put on record? I bought them when they were cheaper, right?
0: Yeah, I oh, know. Oh Aren't they so expensive Crazy.
2: now? Crazy, inflation in everything, right? Yeah. Covid tax.
0: Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's going down it now, is. though. It is. I do agree with that. The line is going through the the, the the prices and they're dropping again. Yep. So, yeah, um, covid tax was disgusting. Everything was so bad. Man. Everything. So you've got VLs, VN's.
2: Yep. What else? I got a VB.
0: Oh, okay.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've got a VE, a more modern one. Mm-hmm. That's the newest one. Um, and I've got a VK. Mm-hmm. Nice.
0: They're not all red, are they? No, not orange. Because should I say. No, <laughs> I've got a
2: blue one. So there's one that um, was only 150 made and it only came out in this blue, so that one stays oh, that colour.
0: Oh, yeah. nice. Yep.
2: So that one's an SV88, last of the VLs. Oh, cool. Yeah. Very
0: good. Um... Do you know? Do you know? Actually, what?
2: I know four surveyors that are all into VL Commodores. You wouldn't believe it. And like one of them has a really fast one too. Dave. Yeah, Dave. Yeah, oh, do you know Dave? <laughs> yeah of course I know uh, Dave. New <laughs> Dave. So yeah, me and Dave have like connected on just through VLs. <laughs> yeah, okay. And then there's another guy who owns a low. But he
0: has a Ford engine yeah, in his. <laughs> He's in his. Got VL. a barra in it. That's right. <laughs>
1: yeah.
2: So, you know, I love Dave. He's and great. then his business partner Adam, three, yeah, Adam, mm-hmm. he's got a viola as well. Mm-hmm. So
0: oh yeah, because they I saw um, Danielle put something up on, on her account. Oh, it might have been last year. I don't know. Sometime that they were going out. To yeah, Eastern yeah, we out a power for, cruise with them. Yeah,
2: <laughs> it's funny because we'll be out there together and we we'll be cruising around, mm-hmm. and I'll be like, I'll just have like an epiphany. I'm like, Hey, have you spoken to this guy about skiing? And he's like no, I haven't actually. I'm like, here, take his number. <laughs> we well, cruise cruising around the track at 180 k's an hour and all of a sudden I'm throwing a bloody phone number at him, you know.
0: Oh, it's so funny. Yeah. <laughs> so who else is there that's
2: um, just So there's Simon who owns... Um, geoscope he's a locating company
0: oh yeah okay
2: so, i don't know if you know he's
0: don't know Park. don't know know yep. him but know him through yep. instagram yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's where i so know yeah. everybody from. so
2: simon has a mail okay. calais as well mm-hmm. um turns out that we lived on the same street and both had commodores and no really didn't, yeah didn't run <laughs> into each other um so i chat to him as well um cool. and then what was the fourth one there was one more i don't know dave dave knows them all yeah so
0: have you ever had him on your podcast no,
2: I haven't. No. You need to get him one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he on. loves stirring people up having the Ford <laughs> Motor in that corridor. Loves
0: it. I know. I know. Yeah, we've got older older cars. So what how's how old's older? Sixty four and seventy nine.
2: What are they? Falcons. Yeah. What, what XM. Oh yeah.
0: And an XC. Okay.
2: Do you know um Jeff from Locators has an a uh, XP station wagon, I believe? oh does he yeah he rang me last night actually he's uh asking where my panel beaters are because he was going to get the doors put in high fill so yeah
0: oh, yeah, yeah. oh i didn't know that yeah yeah we yeah. didn't talk about yeah. cars when we were there okay i'll have to speak to him about that now
2: <laughs> little 302 winds are in it i think
0: nice uh, our xm is stock standard original cylinder or <clears throat> no it's not even it's only—it's. I'm sure it's only a four-cylinder. Yeah, maybe. yeah, wow. I'm sure. Wow, crazy. It's. A, I think I can get up. Maybe <laughs> maybe. <laughs> <laughs> it's a go down um, <clears throat> Macquarie Pass and just about kill the brakes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. <laughs> it's it's all it's all Do a hundred totally, mile an
2: hour down the mine shaft. Oh,
0: totally original, and it looks like so good. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's been sitting in a garage for. Oh. 20 or 30 years or something ridiculous yeah right yeah it's beautiful anyway but enough about cars <laughs> how do you relax
1: um
2: look I'm a, I'm a bit of a scroller on the lounge to be honest don't watch tv i'll just sit there and scroll for hours just on all the car pages and <laughs> catching up on what everyone's doing and yep. you know yeah but um if not that, play with the cars. But sometimes the cars can create more stress than uh, mm. than what mm-hmm. you know. You go out there to play with them and relax, and you come home more wound <laughs> up with a cross throated bolt or something.
0: Annoying. Uh, would you rather have a get out of jail card or a key that opens any door?
2: Oh, that's a good question. Mm. Nah, a key that opens any door. Of course. That is you get out of your jail card. I know.
0: <laughs> 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 totally. Totally agree. Uh, if you see a puddle on the ground, do you walk around it? Jump over it or jump in it? Straight through it. Yes. Straight through it. Come <laughs> on.
2: I just have to replace my boots though because uh, mm-hmm. we've had so much weather and I had a big crack in them and oh. every day I was getting wet socks. Oh, every socks. day. Yeah, I had to get rid of yeah. them.
0: Go on. Mine don't get worn enough to <laughs> <laughs> have no, Same probably, boots for five they, years. They the probably, glue's going to go off. <laughs> I was going to say they'll probably <laughs> crack apart. or fall apart. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> See, I need to get out more. I do. Um, if you have a, had a superpower, what would it be?
1: Oh.
2: I don't know. Oh. I love Batman. Everyone loves
0: Batman. <laughs> but it, it, does he even have a superpower? I was going to say, what what is his power though? I don't know.
2: what. It's not even a superpower, but I just wish I had more discipline. You know, like we spoke Yay. about the ADHD. Yeah, yeah. And I'll just look at some of these guys mm-hmm. that can sit here with headphones in and just dial in mm-hmm. and just... Yeah, some of these kids will do. They'll eat lunch at their desk and literally start to finish of the day, eight hours dialed into a CAD plan. You know, yeah. And quite often they'll do a 50 page sheet up or something. And I just think, how oh the
0: And you're bloody. bouncing around the walls. Oh,
2: <laughs> the only person they've spoken to was me because I went and pulled their <laughs> earbud out just to shits to her. You know, like, I, I just think that that's that's a superpower mm-hmm. if you ask me. Mm-hmm. Especially in this day and age where everything's trying to grab your attention. Oh, I
0: know. Everything wants your yeah. attention.
2: Your phone's yeah. sitting there and if you don't touch it for long enough, it's sent you a notification. It's like, hey, look at me, look at me. Mm-hmm. You know? And these these guys just dial in.
0: Yeah. I had that conversation with a friend the other day. He was saying, you know, he's got all these jobs to get out and he's got these projects to, you know, quote on and he's got this and that and da-da-da-da-da. And he's like, and then all these bloody emails and my phone and I'm going, turn your emails off. Yeah. (laughs) Turn your phone off. Yeah, get away
1: from it. Just,
0: Yeah. oh yeah, but just do it even for an hour. Yeah and you can focus on one thing for now says me that my phone's always sitting right there yeah, on the
2: bench, but <laughs> yeah the only time it really gets to me is if i've been on night shift so we do a lot oh, of night yeah. shift being on mm-hmm. government projects it's just a safety requirement yep. these days um and at the moment we're doing like two kilometers worth of work along oxford mm-hmm. street or night shift and like my phone will get to me the following day because yep. it just continues to ring and emails and all that mm. and i just sit there and i just look at it and it it digs you a hole because you see it, you feel each phone yeah, call yeah. adds a bit of weight and yep. each email that comes through exactly. adds a little bit of weight and you know you've got to get back to it at some point, mm. you know. Yep. So.
0: Yeah. I've got, um, oh, who was it? I can't remember who it was now. One of the surveyors said he doesn't have his emails on his phone.
2: That's not a bad idea, yeah. is it? Yeah, I know. It's not a bad idea. He's
0: like, oh, you know, send that email. I won't get it till I get back to the office today or tomorrow or whatever. I don't have them on my phone. I'm like, oh, my God.
2: What a luxury. Yeah. What's yeah. he running a 51.10. 33.10.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, he had, he, had, he had an iPhone. And I know, he had go seven days of battery. But <laughs> yeah, you would, <laughs> wouldn't you? <laughs> not with these stupid nah. things. But, yeah, he was just like, yeah, refused to do it. i well, good it's on not, you. It's not a bad policy. No, no. I know. I'm constantly looking you go, oh, there's one, I mean, there's it's an addiction It's honestly an it addiction. It is, isn't it? Like... Mm.
2: You just grab it out of habit. Habit. Yeah. Yeah. Feel yep. lost if you don't have it. feel like it would, uh, there'd be a lot of things that describe addiction when you describe your phone.
0: Mm-hmm. So true. I guess that kind of leads into your mental health stuff as well, doesn't it?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely.
0: Because yeah, your brain's not shutting down. This, this stuff's
2: moving way quicker than what evolution's ever going to, you know? And I think there's people that are capitalizing and taking advantage of yeah. basically humankind.
0: Yep. mm Turn them off <laughs> after you finish listening to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no, that, that's on the PC, surely. Yeah, well, some people do listen to it then. At a party, where could someone find you?
2: Uh, chatting someone's ear off. Probably <laughs> in a corner somewhere, chewing, <laughs> chewing someone's ear off. Telling a story about a car that no one's interested <laughs> of,
0: interested in. I <laughs> oh, will see if you come next, next Saturday to Ezzy. Yeah. You can talk. You. you and Dave yeah. and, and Ben can talk about cars. Uh, is
2: Dave going to be there? Yeah. Oh, is he? Yeah,
0: they're going. All oh, right. Yep.
2: Well, they got a table. Yep. Oh, bloody hell. You're me into this, aren't I you? I am.
0: There's probably none left. I'm sure there's...
2: I'll check the email when we finish.
0: Yeah, okay.
2: <laughs> what is it? Ne- next Saturday? Yeah. Bloody hell. That came out quick. I know.
0: Yep. Next Saturday. I need some young people. <laughs> nah, no, I'm young joking. On those I'm joking. <laughs> I've never been to one before. Haven't so. you? No. What? No. Wow. Well, never. So yeah, it's my first time. It's exciting. I'm gonna ring,
2: I'm gonna ring Dave after this.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, would you make the same choices again if you had a do-over?
2: Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> absolutely. Yeah. You know, there's things in life. Me and my sister talk about it, and you know, if you had a the Matrix blue pill, red pill. Yeah, yeah. And there's things in my childhood that I'd forget every day of the week yep. but I think from a certain point in my life there's no way to change any of it mm. so and you know we you're talking in a professional manner and I think professional wise I, I don't regret any of it
0: yeah nice and starting your business was a good idea yeah it was yeah.
2: yeah yeah I think there's times where I've you know my mental health probably has declined and you know I haven't been aware of that or mm. you know um, there's times where it's taken priority over my wife and things like yeah. that and like i'm 34 years old and haven't started a family yet yeah and you know that's definitely a conscious decision because i own the business and mm. I'm, i want to want to be there for my children when they come around mm-hmm. um so there's there's sacrifices mm. nothing none of it comes without sacrifice yeah but i think the rewards that i've reaped from it far outweigh the sacrifices
0: yeah and you know you're not too old to have a kid <laughs> not me. My wife might be. <laughs> oh, <laughs> <laughs> no,
2: she's no, she's not. not. I don't know how we old got, she is, we got, but no, she's no, not. she's the same age as me. Okay. We've got great technology these <laughs> days.
0: It's it's actually your age. I think is the the average age now. Yeah, kids. yeah, so wouldn't surprise me. Yeah,
2: you know, like my sister's fourteen mm. months younger than me, and they're having their first now. Yeah, you know, so mm. it's, um, I think it's pretty common. Although uh, we. I feel cuz we have a lot of young guys here we're all going to have that wedding they've all, a lot of them are started to get married oh, yeah. going to have that wedding and baby we're have a non functional company <laughs> we're like between covid and weddings yep. and yep. babies we're just not going to make any money
0: <laughs> oh, The so brokers business owner in Sydney <laughs> How did um how did you go through covid
2: Uh look when when we first got put into lockdown and I was like you know I'm ruined everything yeah. I've ever worked for and mm-hmm. You know, we talk about mental health. That that was a hard day. Yeah. That was a very tough day. Yeah. You know, before you knew government was going to give money. Mm -hmm. It's like I worked my whole life and everything that I had. At at that point, I don't think I even owned my own home, you know. Yeah. So everything I had, every cent was invested in this company. Mm -hmm. My time, my energy, Mm -hmm. you know. I would have walked away as a 32-year-old and not had anything. Yeah. And that's a scary proposition. It is, isn't it? Very scary. But – uh. Something that I took great pride in during that period was that, you know, I sat all the boys down and I said, you know, this is, this is, I didn't tell them dollar figure, but this is what we've got. We've got 12 months worth of money in the bank. And that's if we don't make another cent yep. between now and then, and that's paying all you boys. Mm-hmm. And I just said to them, I want you to know that I've got you guys. Cause there's times where I ask you to work a Saturday and you've got me
1: yep.
0: and
2: now this is my repay. Yep. And yeah. You know, we, we had that honest conversation. <clears throat> and I have heard of companies that instantly just weren't paying guys, standing guys down. Yeah, I know. And like, then they weren't getting paid. The company wasn't getting paid because they then didn't legally have these guys on their books and yeah. all this sort of stuff. We didn't have any of that drama. Mm. I feel like the government recognised that we tried to help our guys through the tough times and mm. they they helped us yep. as well.
0: Mm. Yeah. Scary though. It is.
2: Scary yeah. problem. I've, it'd have to be one of the scariest times to be in business in our documented mm. past, you know. Mm. Like it was unprecedented.
0: Oh, I know. I oh, know. It's um, it's definitely changed things a lot, hasn't it? I mean, we're sitting. At, shall I say this is our my my first face to face podcast oh, yeah, yeah. How interview? Crazy. How crazy. And we're sitting. Well, we're sitting on the floor <laughs> in your office. We
2: oh, yeah. are in an office that no <laughs> one. That uses. There is no one here. There's No one here. We've got a hundred and something square meter office and. You know, there's not a soul in sight. Mm. I think it changed the dynamic of, mm. you know, of working from home. Mm. Teresa, who runs operations here, lives out of Gregory Hills and comes in once every two weeks. Yeah. You know.
0: Yeah, it's amazing that you can th- – the there's technology and, and everything is in place to be able to 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 be able to do that and still make it all work.
2: Do you know the, the thing that I still find important and I don't know how, you know, like friends of ours – that own businesses they got rid of their offices
0: yes and i don't
2: know how you keep culture if you don't mm-hmm. meet up with these guys that the 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 culture is created as a part of the bond that you have with them yeah. and you need time with these guys to be able to create that and i think if you don't have an office yeah you can't promote the learning of these guys mm-hmm. because you know you gotta sit and particularly cad you sit there for oh, hours gotcha. with instructions yep. you know and I just think, how, how are these little companies creating their own culture if they don't have an office? Is their culture. Is their culture.
1: Mm.
0: Oh, I agree with you totally. You know, it's nice to have that bit of balance and, you know, I was saying, I work with a really great bunch of ladies. Um, we don't all go into the office on the same days. We might have a day where we're all together or whatever it may be, but. And I, I probably go in half the week yep. to work. Yep. Um, but I, th- I would go absolutely stir crazy if I was sitting at, in my home office yeah. all week. I mean, I do. Sometimes I go Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. And by Friday, I'm an absolute nutcase. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm an absolute nutcase. Yep. And I've spoken to nobody. And I'm like, I'm so down. I yeah. don't. Yeah, uh, wh- yeah. I, what, why, what am I doing? You know, kind yep. of thing. If I go in. It's a completely because you've got – you might not even talk to them that much but you know they're there and you can have a little Absolutely. joke or whatever and so, yeah, I don't get these places. Well, you places pick up that... on
2: people's sense of humour. You pick up on what yeah. that person is like by being around them. Yeah. I think if you're in meetings with them, you get you get the facade. Yeah. You don't you don't get the real them. No. And I think it's about spending time with people and mm. the little quirky jokes and in-jokes you create and yeah. that's, that's what builds these relationships yep. and, you know. I think, I think that's important. I put that really high yeah. on the list and the forefront of owning mm-hmm. the business.
0: That's what one of my old students said who has a, a business in Queensland. I put something on LinkedIn. It was just an article. I thought, oh, that's a really interesting article. Yep. Put it up there and then, you know, those kind of conversations started and yep. he's like, you can't beat the water cooler, you know, kind of <laughs> yeah. thing. Yep. Sit there and just Absolutely. have a chat about nothing and whatever. 100%. Yeah, it makes such a difference. Anyway that's that's our hard-hitting questions done oh good <laughs> are you done yeah you no, 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 no. <laughs>
2: hey i'm a talker okay, like i feel <laughs> like i get my energy from talking to people yeah you know
0: it's i was i was actually a bit worried about doing this face-to-face really
2: yeah yeah you talk about like a, i've heard an analogy that uh talking about the difference between introverts and extroverts yeah and they talk about like a an introvert starts with 100 mm-hmm. tickets of the day and every person they meet takes a ticket off them. Mm-hmm. And an extrovert starts with zero and every person they speak to, you get a ticket. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm, I'm that person. <laughs> and I think there's a great mix, like Lucas, survey manager here. He He's my best mate. He was best man at my wedding. Yep. I'm the best man at his wedding mm-hmm. coming up. So I think that helps. But, you know, he's an introvert. Yeah. And, you know, that the way we compliment each other and, you know, we, we envy each other at times about... Yeah, Either of our situations, because, yeah, yeah. you know, I might get to a day where I'm like, hey, I don't want to talk to another soul. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I look at him and he can just, he, he knows, he he won't answer the phone to me. But if I ring twice in a row, it means that he something's knows, important, yeah, yeah. you know. So we've got that communication yeah, yeah. and I've got that respect for him too. Whereas mm. if he doesn't pick up, I know he'll call me back, mm. you know, and mm. might take a that's toll funny. on
0: him. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah, I just always struggle. You are oh. an
2: extrovert. to so oh. the true definition of the word
0: you could talk to anyone underwater with a mouthful of marbles. <laughs> no, I no, but I get if I go to a conference or something.
2: Yeah. I, I, I met you wanna... at a conference and you were bubbly and out there and instantly we were chatting.
0: Yeah, I had to I have to make an effort. A bit to of social start. lubrication <laughs> at hand. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe no. <clears throat> maybe one or two um uh, focus um no but i when i start if if i i knew i had to have conversations yeah, with people yeah, i knew yeah, i yeah. had to do that it was a part of work it was, almost yeah, yeah yeah i mean paul and jeff invited us yep. to it yep. and um so that we could make connections with you know the locating side yep. and everything so that we can try and get a better community in that sense and everything um, so, I knew that I had a job to do yep. and I knew that um, it, it's something I had to do. I struggle. I love how you t-
2: just went straight to the surveyors though. <laughs> 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 just chatting to all the surveyors. Well,
0: it's because I can talk about surveying. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> it's, my, it's my love. It's my passion. Yeah. No, I, I struggle and to, to start a conversation I'm, until I actually feel that, that, that there's something in common or something. Yeah, no, I yeah, just... Yeah, yeah. I, there's I, a start point. Yeah. Yeah. I'd much rather just sit in the corner and just watch See, people. no, I wouldn't have that. I wouldn't have picked that. <laughs> I know. Um, I th- a lot of people say that. But yeah. And maybe, yeah, we'll leave it there. Okay. Quick shots. Quick shots. So hot, cold, yes, no, <laughs> tea, coffee, all that kind of okay. stuff. Give me answers. Yep. All right. Tea or coffee?
2: Uh, tea now, but I was coffee.
0: Oh, did you drink too much coffee? Yeah, I've just well yeah. the
2: ADD. I just just <laughs> off, I've become off the planet. One, I have one. Oh, it's a, I offered you one earlier and you said no, no. I was wondering why.
0: Sometimes I have two. Yeah, if if it's one of those days. Oh, yeah. Uh, but I drink heaps of tea.
2: Yeah, I've only just got into an English English breakfast. Mm,
0: nice. Yeah. Cat or dog? Dog. Mm-hmm. Sunrise or sunset? Sunrise. Summer or winter? Summer. Mm-hmm. Roller coasters? Do you love or hate them? Nah, I hate. <laughs> no, nah. Have you always hated them?
2: Yeah, yeah. Okay. I thought I thought I was a big toughie when we had Australia's Wonderland. Oh yeah. Him. No, no. I always hated it. <laughs> I'm a control freak. Control freak. You're not in control of that. Same as no, I want to get on much. the back of a motorbike with someone. I'll ride a motorbike till the cows come home. But I'm not getting on the oh, back with you. I'm I love control. getting
0: on the back of the no. bike with my husband. I just can sit there and just daydream. No one values
2: my life as much as I value <laughs> mine. <laughs>
0: Three items you'd take to a desert island.
2: Um my phone. <laughs> um, food and water.
0: Mhm. Uh your favorite song or artist? Um,
2: no, I don't don't have a favorite song or artist.
0: Not even at this very moment there's something that you I no, don't know.
2: Like I love music. I love music, but it's not
0: There it's must be something that
2: I feel like um you know, when I struggled with a bit of mental health when I was younger and I had a tough upbringing and yep. uh, I loved Powderfinger these days. These okay. days turned out nothing like I'd planned. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I look back at that and these days right now I've turned yep. out everything like I'd planned. Yep. And there was a point in my life where I went nothing is as it should be. I mm. was homeless. So I had nothing, nothing to my name. Gosh. And, you know, I was living off 200 bucks a week. Yeah. And, you know, I look at where I am now and it's, it's Amazing. everything that I planned. So. Yeah, about a finger these days. There you They're
0: go. <laughs> Got to pull something out of there. There's all. Oh, look, I have, I have favorites, but I can never have. Like, I Just probably. One. I think. I think maybe Hoodoo Gurus is my oh, all yeah. time ever favorite. Yeah, right. But I have such a big array of.
2: I'm the same. Uh, that I couldn't really. My wife's into R&B, and I'll, she'll put something on that tickles my fancy, and I'll be like, ooh. And I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'll never put that on myself. No. But, you know.
0: Yeah. I'm always saying to my friends, what are you listening to? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Send me some songs. I'm so bad with,
2: with names of things though. So like, you know. Oh, I'm instantly shopping. instantly mental blank when you said, hey, what? <laughs>
0: you know? I'm really bad with movies and stuff like yeah, that too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> okay, so then a movie. <laughs> uh,
2: Ferris Bueller's Day Off.
0: Oh, funny, funny. Um, book, do you read? Can you read? <laughs> no,
2: nah, I can read but I don't read. <laughs> typical, typical buddy boy in this generation. Boy yeah. with ADHD. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yep. probably probably read three books in my life. Hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Introvert, extrovert. Yep. No, extrovert. Yeah. Extrovert. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Is your glass half full or half empty?
2: Um, I was always half full, and I I, I kick myself that as I get older, I feel like I'm becoming more half empty.
0: <gasps> oh, are you turning into say cranky old man? Already? Nah, you know that was <laughs> my dad's
2: rule that never, never be like he his goal was to never be a cranky old man, yeah. and he's done it really well. I think it helps that I've got an eight year old brother. yeah uh-huh. And but yeah, I definitely I don't know, you you get worn down. Yeah. I definitely You can, do. Yeah. You know, and I think we've totally. I think as a society we've been through a lot of hard things recently. Mm-hmm. And there's times where I look back and, you know, I might be too hard on someone or you know, um, and I think fuck that was half empty that that statement, <laughs> you know. But it's not it's not it's what hard I achieve. Sometimes to isn't it? Oh, I yeah, love it. the uh, Peter Pan, don't grow up, it's a trap.
0: Oh <gasps>
2: you know yeah they stay young at heart
0: i know i know my heart's younger than you are but i think i think having
2: kids refreshes that young heart i think that's why you probably got a very young heart as well
0: yeah but my kids are old <laughs> they're
2: not old you know i think 17 like your son is He's like 18 now 18 that, they're, they're all that's like that's that's the pinnacle of young heart yeah i know because you just become free right yeah You've got your is, license and there's women and you know you can go to nightclubs and there's alcohol and you know all these things true, just open up true true and true. i feel like you vicariously live through that a little bit because <laughs> right? i missed it because i've been
0: going through kids for <laughs> yeah, the last 30 years yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> uh too funny uh one thing you would never do again um. I don't know.
2: I don't live with regret. Good. I don't I don't drink. And oh, I was, don't I, was you? I was a really bad drinker. Ah. So, terrible drinker.
0: Okay.
2: Aggressive, violent, just ah. horrible drinker. Yeah. And it's you know, I've I've drank on my wedding day, but it's been 4 years or something mm-hmm. since I've really drank mm-hmm. and it's not something I'll ever do again full time. So, I'll have drinks here and there. Yep. I'll never be a full-time drinker again and i not an alcoholic at all. Yeah. But just not a good drunk. Yeah. Drink to get drunk, and not a good drunk, and that doesn't. None of that mixes. Yeah,
0: good on you. Yeah, that's that's, that's a. Some people can't make that decision and keep going.
2: I tried. Yeah, I couldn't make mm. the decision when to stop, so mm. I, I don't start now.
0: Nice. Um, if you had a warning label, what would it be? <laughs>
2: <laughs> Caraholic. <laughs> people need to know You've got to stay away From some people When they're a car Because
0: they just Don't shut up yeah,
2: I'm aware of it though I am aware I'm not one of those Ones that carries on When no one's interested
0: You can see it I just it in surround their myself face. With can other people You Yeah, yeah <laughs> I see it on my wife All the time Oh, she's not into cars? Nah,
2: she's into the people watching that comes with the cars. Ah. So we go to events and, you know, there's mullets yep. and there's
0: <laughs> skimpy
2: <laughs> clothes and there's, you know, everything that comes with the yep. car community. <laughs> and she loves that side of it.
0: Yep. I uh, know exactly what you're talking about <laughs> there. Uh, who knows you best?
2: Uh, my sister.
0: Your favourite subject in school?
2: Um, I'd say art. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Dad's got a wicked artistic side. Nice. And, um, you know, I think I got it genetically. It's not something I ever practiced, yep. but yeah, I just really enjoyed it. Mm. And I think it's about the teacher, too, right? Had a good teacher. Someone that could be, have a good teacher. Yeah, <laughs> got to have a good teacher. <laughs> what are we without a good teacher?
0: Makes all the difference. Yep. <laughs> favorite food?
2: oh I'm a foodie, and I hate people that say a foodie. We're all foodies. We eat food to survive, but we're definitely a foodie. Um, Spanish tapas. Oh, yum. Yeah.
0: Oh, God, I haven't had right. that for a long time.
2: Lots of little things. You get. Yeah, nice. Variety's of spice of life.
0: Yeah. yeah, love it. Favourite drink?
2: <laughs> Coca-Cola. <laughs> Bloody hell. Do you know what? There addiction. is nothing. Oh, really? Oh, horrible.
0: <laughs> horrible.
2: The boys at work pick on it. Full me. sugar? I, like, I, like I cannot have them in the fridge. Original? Yeah, yeah, original. Yeah. We could, uh, so we do groceries for all the boys here. Yeah. So there's always toasted sandwiches and everything in the fridge for the boys to go. And uh, there'd always be a slab of Coke. And without fail, I'd be like drinking three or four a day. No. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, we're, we're, banning coke from, <laughs> we're banning Coke from the office.
0: That's bad. Yep. That's bad. Pet peeve. Um, I think
2: glass half empty. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I hate it. You know, don't be negative. We're living <gasps> the best I know. time. I
0: know. But it's funny... You you talk about not being negative, and the podcast that I just did with the GeoHolics was about mental health, yep. and I was talking about what what my son's therapist said, of yep. uh, that your brain, it it automatically leads to the negative. Yeah, right. You have to. You have to you actually ha- you physically have to steer steer it. You have to be using your brain and go. Uh, the, oh, I can see the negative. I need to wow. focus on something. Yeah, well, I think yep.
2: I, I see that because I see how <coughs> hard I am on myself mm-hmm. with things. You know, you have that perfectionist side of you and, yeah. you know, how hard I am on myself and that then starts to push you to that yeah. negative, you know? yep, so yep.
0: Your brain is naturally attuned to the negative. Wow. Mm. So, mm. learn something new every day, huh? <laughs> <laughs> you need to listen to my other podcast. Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> um, win the lottery or have the perfect job?
2: Perfect job. Cause really? if you have the perfect job, you never work a day in your life, right?
0: Well, that's what people say. I don't know. I think I'd rather have the money and then I could just do different things. I'm not poor.
2: <laughs> I'm all right. <laughs> I've, I told you, I've got enough. Yeah. You know, There's yeah. an, I don't know if you've heard that. Have you heard uh, Ricky Gervais talks about uh, a famous artist in America and he's uh, they're at a party and one, oh, no. one walks over and he says, hey, you sold a piece of art for $10 million yesterday. He goes, yeah, but I've got something that he'll never have. And he's like, what's that? He says, enough. Yeah. Oh. That's so good. I love that. That is.
0: That's that's good. I like that. Um, I have enough. Yeah. I have enough. Yep. Uh, Biggest fear?
2: Failure. You know, and I've watched (laughs) so much stuff on all these social stuff of like failure and how you have to fail and, you know. And with this business, I haven't failed and it scares the shit out of me. Head. Yeah. I look at it and I look at how good it is and yep. how much fun I have with it and yep. how the relationships with all the boys is incredible. And I just think, mm-hmm. where's the failure? Aww. How can I succeed without the failure? <laughs> then, so the failure scares the shit out of me.
0: Mm. Favorite sport?
2: Oh, I'm not going to include motorsport because that's cheating, mm-hmm. but uh, can tennis. If you want to. tennis. Tennis. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Stayed up for the Wimbledon final, and all the other. Oh, yeah. And, uh, Went to work on about two and a half hours sleep. Oh. <laughs> horrible. <laughs> Out on site, banging in pegs with <laughs> two and a half hours <laughs> it's sleep. It's not fun. Oh,
0: horrible. <laughs> not fun at all. Are uh, you a morning or night person?
2: Um, morning now used to be a night hour. Mm-hmm. So I switched.
0: Because of work?
2: I think so. And I think uh, someone who is bad with routine, as I am, yeah, I think getting up early and getting mm. your shit sorted early, is essential. I
0: have to agree with that. Because
2: otherwise I will sit in bed and lay there and, you know, yeah. and you just waste the wa- the day away and then all of a sudden you're up at 1am and 2am and you've yeah. got zero routine and zero structure and, mm. you know, I think get up and get your stuff done.
0: Yep. Proudest moment?
2: Um, I would say the awards, the award that the boys won at John Holland. Like mm. I had nothing to do with that. That yeah. was all the boys, you know, and... It's just, pretty awesome. Yeah. Mm. And I just every year that we get older and I look around and like I'm proud of the achievement here. Hey. Yeah. Everything that I've done here. Yeah. Because it's what I set out to do.
0: Yeah. Congratulations. Thanks. That's awesome. <laughs> it's so nice to see. Um Ah. Dream Car. <laughs> dream Car.
2: You know, there's uh we're gonna I'm gonna steer away from the Commodores and uh nice. was a time I was working on a Sydney Sydney Metro site in North Sydney. Still yep. going now. And I remember a Lambo came out of one of the underground basements oh, yeah. in North Sydney there and
0: the sound went
2: of it. Flying up the street and everyone, like I'm talking women, children, <laughs> men, everyone stopped and looked at this mm-hmm. Lambo fly up the road. Mm-hmm. And I just thought, you know what? One day I'd love to have one of those.
0: Mm, maybe you will. Maybe one day. Favourite colour? Um Red. Red? Yeah. Cool. On a scale of one to ten, how cool are you? six. It's just a six? Yeah. Really? Yeah, no. Come on. It's a
2: cool kid at school. Those guys are losers That's now. That's
0: school. That's school yeah, know, now. What Now. Do uh,
2: I don't know. What do are you, <laughs> you deem as cool?
0: I'm freaking, I'm a freaking 11, a 11, 12. I'll keep going. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta be. Um, okay. Apple or Android?
2: Android. Oh, really? Oh, you know, the... um. All the boys here, like a lot of them are Apple <laughs> and, oh, can we, buy, can we buy an Apple tablet? I said, no, like all our systems are set up on this. So, you know, they ask for an iPad and you go, to the first aid kit there and it's got the iPad in it. So, I just walk over and it's the actual iPad, but it's <laughs> called an iPad. <laughs> so, I always walk over and hand it to them. The absolute dad. So, you see how I'm not cool? <laughs> That's, a dad, That's a dad joke. That's yeah, a dad yeah, joke. That's a dad joke and that is not cool, <laughs> but I get great amusement out of
0: that. <laughs> oh, too funny. All right. And lastly... What's your star sign?
2: I am a Cancerian, but I'm right on, right on the verge. So,
0: At the start or the end?
2: The end, 21st of July. So,
0: Which goes into Leo. Does
2: it doesn't. Is that? The, yeah. Uh, I had mm. someone say recently, uh, like it's a great mix of like pig-headedness, but soft, like you got the hard outer of the mm-hmm. sh- the crab and then mm-hmm. the soft inner, mm-hmm. and then you got the pig-headedness of, I think, Leo maybe. <laughs>
0: so. There you go. All righty. Well, we're done. Perfect. Thank you so much no, for joining thanks me.
2: Thanks for coming in. Thanks for the first face to face. I, I know that. it's been it's good. Yep.
0: Um, I've, enj- I've enjoyed it. Yep. I have enjoyed it. As, yep. As I said, I was a bit worried. How
2: long we've we been at it? Because I think uh, oh. we were an hour before we did. Yeah, we were talking for an hour before <laughs> we started. So
0: <laughs> we're we're at about an hour forty, and uh, oh, yeah, hour forty three. So we all did alright. Yeah, yeah, we that's, did. That's, that's that's a good time. Yeah, sure. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. Well, thank you so much. Uh, thank you, Peter. Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed the latest episode of Defining Boundaries. Stay tuned in a fortnight for another great guest.
2: Defining Boundaries
1: with Peter Cox.